Hi, welcome to Revive Music Podcast. We are continuing to talk, talk about the topic, embracing the storm through recovery. And, you know, in recovery and storms, they can't come in all shapes and sizes unique to us. I have a new, uh, well, I put two, but it really is one new guest. <laughs> but we'll just say two. He's, he's like two people. I'm just joking. But we have a new guest named Eric. I've known him for a while. We have a bit of a history. Uh, I remember him. I want us to segue before I bring him in. I want to say this. I remember the most that people knew um, was that people generally thought I was Filipino, just like him. Um, and I thought it was hilarious. I'm actually Korean, Puerto Rican, those who are watching. But Eric is a good friend. Welcome, Eric. Thank you for joining and uh, being part of the uh, being a guest on this podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, Rob. <laughs> I just want to Thanks tell uh, me, man. No problem. I just want to tell those who are listening. Um, before we begin, I always say this because I don't assume anything when it comes to, you know, especially the time we live in. So I'll give a disclaimer. If you are in crisis, please seek appropriate professional help. Um, the crisis hotline in the U.S. is 1-800-273-8255. That's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But wherever you are in the world, try to find what resources you do have. You know, a lot of times when we talk about friendships and context and all that, we talk about backgrounds, you know? I remember being a first-generation American, just, I think, assuming like Eric, um, a lot of things are different when you start comparing notes <laughs> in elementary school of how different your family does it compared to... Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shapes the view of how you see experiences in your life. And unfortunately, and I find this true, especially how polarizing things are today, that despite the labels and categories and generalizations we like to put on things, loss, pain, grief, shame, sadness are more common feelings and experiences across all cultures and boundaries more easily than values and anything like that. I want you to listen to a quote. And um, I say both, but I want you and yourself to listen to this quote. And it says this. It says, everyone needs a house to live in, but a supportive family is what builds a home. What comes to mind when you hear this, Eric? I, I think that's uh, 100% true. Um, you know, uh, l- like you said, coming from a first generation, growing up here, family of immigrants, uh, you-, you have to have that family support behind you. If you mm-hmm. want to, you know, have like a strong foundation and uh, coming up here in America, because technically you, you really don't have anybody here but your family. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like if you have like a generation of uh, family members that were here in America, then you have a lot of people to fall back on. But uh, coming here first, you, you really have to rely on the people that, you know, took care of you and uh, raised you here. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's funny because there is definitely a difference between the house and a home. You know, you know those mm-hmm. times when mm-hmm. you've been in the house. I don't care how nice it is, mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel like a home, it doesn't feel as nice. You know, and I feel mm-hmm. that's that's subjective. I remember one of my friends. She's a social worker, actually near your, your neck of the woods. She said mm-hmm. she was working with this homeless guy for twenty years, and. He asked her, what was the hardest thing being homeless in New York City for 20-some years? And she's she's riddled down all the lists she learned in college, you know, everything we programmed to say. But at the same time, he's like, no, you got it wrong. It's loneliness. 
That was it. Him being alone was more cumbersome than actually having a place, or dare I say, a house. Um, I'm segueing to 2020, a wonderful year of itself, of, of uncertainty. That was like, it was on global, like we can, I can never even imagine what 2020 was going to be like. I, I started right, the right, year yeah. um, proposing to my girlfriend at the time, fiance, on New Year's Day. And then, yes, uh, September 13th. And then I just remember she was in Korea. You know that, Eric? She mm. was in Korea teaching. March yeah. happens. Busan gets, and she was near there. And I was just like, mm. you mm. need to mm. get back. It was always, yeah. yeah. it was extremely hard when you, when you think of uncertainty and 2020. But uh, it also was, it's been easier for us to, as humans to convince ourselves to not do things or to do things. Oh, I can't do this because of this. We set boundaries in the wrong ways. We don't set boundaries of how busy we get or how urgent things are in our lives, but we don't set boundaries of like having the time to breathe, having that time to like have that safe place. So what comes to mind when you hear this, the uncertainty and like kind of like the biasness of how we should be slowing down, but we're not, Eric. We're just continuing moving <laughs> forward. Like, oh, I got to be super busy because that's the only way I'm valuable. What comes to mind, Eric? <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's it kind of comes from uh, be, coming from an immigrant family, right? And especially yeah. coming here to America, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're kind of programmed to if, if I'm not working, then I'm not going to eat. Yeah, you exactly. kind of have to just keep working and keep at it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for, for a lot of people uh, during the pandemic, it's uh, if, especially if you have kids, uh, there really isn't time to, you know, have that downtime to, to relax and, and whatnot. And uh, the privilege of being first generations coming here is that we, we did have that when we were yeah. in college. We did yeah. have that when yeah. we first came out and, you know, was to join the workforce and try to do this and try to do that. Yeah. But then, um, you know, the, the pandemic was kind of like a, a kick in the face and to say, all right, everybody stay home. Mm-hmm. We we all have to figure this out together. And unfortunately, because uh, we all have to stay home, that doesn't really give you that time to like sit by yourself, right? Yeah. Especially if you have a big family. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, newly married, especially you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it just kind of, you got to find those uh, different times where you could just say, all right, let me just slow down a bit. Uh, the world isn't burning for me. I, I, I have a job. I'm doing what I can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just have that time to decompress. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I I feel that um, there's a difference between, you know, good work ethic, you know, wanting to produce mm-hmm. something that's, you know, try to do the best job you can and then learning from it and growing from it. There's difference from that and also the difference between, um, you know, I've seen families, you know, they're so busy. They relied on being so busy for so long. Now they're stuck at home and like they don't like each other. <laughs> they literally don't. <laughs> like, And it's funny because we get so busy. We have so many distractions. But when we're right, actually right. faced with the reality that, hey, I'm stuck at home. And this is what the reality is. And mm-hmm. some people are stuck at home, working from home, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change for some because mm-hmm. of like all these kind of. So I find that, you know, unfortunately, 
we put boundaries, I find, in like not the healthy ways. We could say, I'm not going to connect because, you know, COVID, which makes no sense. But at the same time, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to uh, put boundaries like I, it's okay to sit here and breathe and rest and give myself time to process um mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's very telling like like i said earlier and i'm, I'm just gonna go back to it um it's just uh this portion right here loss pain grief shame and sadness are more common feelings i go to a group mm-hmm. i do a support group and those feelings are usually easy to relate to and that's yeah. why we always say we don't look at anyone's problems with less than our own it's not that it's mm-hmm. hard because we in our own little bubbles of our introspective like my problems are worse you don't know what you're talking about but there's no, right. there's no healing when you're only concentrating on what you don't have. And I feel that that's very telling of where we are today when it comes to this, go- this polarizing global pandemic and how we kind of justify putting boundaries where really it's just fear. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times stems from mm-hmm. fear. Right. Um, I know I kind of segued uh, a place that – but I want to kind of – lament on this one thought and i want to get your thoughts on this this is what helped me you know i i am a peer myself i struggled with mental illness for quite some time and i'm not trying to be insensitive but however there's one mindset that method i use that has been helpful it's called the two bucket i have two buckets all right it sounds funny but one of the buckets are problems in the storm that we're talking about in life that i can't control like initially when i first met you Eric, I was struggling, you know, like really with a lot of my symptoms that I was dealing with at the time. And some of the some of the ways I I dealt with them were positive, some of them were negative, but it was a process. A lot of times in life, what I see in recovery is that families, unfortunately, even though they're trying to be supportive, they don't allow the person to breathe or go through mm-hmm. the emotions mm-hmm. because they're so scared that they're gonna get worse. And for me, that was counterintuitive. It made me feel less capable of being someone afterwards. Mm-hmm. But then there's a bucket that I feel is problematic that people may be putting boundaries on. I've seen myself, I even myself convincing myself that um, things that I may be able to improve on, I put a lot of blocks. Well, you know, I have all this stuff. I'm super busy. You know, I don't like mm-hmm. the word busy sometimes because really what I tell, when I say busy, Eric, sometimes I admit it. It's reason, the reason I say is because I don't want to answer 50 questions. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want to answer 50 questions about how my yeah, day man. was because people yeah. honestly don't want to know. They just say it loosely <laughs> and they don't want to listen. And you I'm say, saying, hey, this. how are you? It's just <laughs> yeah. to say, hear you say the same thing and then that's it. <laughs> it's just social etiquette. And I feel like at times it's, yeah. it's, it's nice just out on the surface. But a lot of times things, a lot of things that mean a lot in life are not on the surface. And um, sometimes I think the biggest struggle for me is not someone who's in pain or maybe I don't agree with. I, I personally think we should be around people we don't agree with more often. It's yeah. it's kind of it's ridiculous that I'm just going to group myself with everyone who thinks the same way as I do. Uh, I think that sometimes with me, I grew the most through the storm, like we're saying, embracing the storm, when I'm around people that um, arguably totally disagree with what i'm doing uh you know tristan our friend yeah, Tristan. Yeah, he was yeah. on here and one of the things i liked about him was i was friends with him so long, as long as you right yeah and i yeah, remember yeah. with him 
he never understood because first generation, but he was not even first. Generation. He came from Guyana, yeah, right? Yeah, and true. he yeah. didn't. He Gen he embraced Zero, that. He embraced the immigrant, uh, uh, the idea that you had to work, right? And mm-hmm. he didn't mm-hmm. understand therapy. But when he was on here um, a couple months uh, last month, he was up. Um, I remember he um, he said that he he began to realize from his own that the, the value of therapy and it's different for everyone and i think each one's storm is different for everyone just like everyone's method or um journey to recovery the idea, right, right, right. The idea is journey um mm-hmm. i want to ask you i know I'm, I'm talking but um uh let me get to that um what with this whole train of thought of buckets too like what are your thoughts on it i know it's kind of an illustration but have you saw in your life or have you seen in other people close to you that they kind of concentrate on things that they can't control versus mm-hmm. what they could mm-hmm. and then they're kind of repeat the cycle they kind of have this misery loves company like oh this can't well, this is continuing to happen to me and then they're just mm-hmm. embrace they're kind of it becomes toxic because there's no kind of there's no kind of it's just like they get used to the conversation it becomes one of those conversations that happens Mm-hmm. with not much thought and then they, they forget why it even mattered in the beginning so what's your thoughts right, on right. all that i mean like it, it's true uh a lot of us uh, it's like I'll, I'll point to my mother like she mm-hmm. she actually had uh a lot of uh trouble dealing with uh after she got covid mm-hmm. you know being at home uh being you know just her and my dad and like her just trying to figure out like how this is affecting her in, a, in an emotional way, not just yeah. in a physical way, right? Yeah. And because of the loneliness, because of her not having like a set schedule of going out to work every day, mm-hmm. just kind of like chilling, especially, you know, like we talked about before, how the mentality of those, uh, that generation that came over mm-hmm. is just, we have to keep working or something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And having that fear in the back and that anxiety just like yeah. caused her to fall into a pretty deep depression, you know? Yeah. And it caused her to, you know, get on pain meds and uh, not pain meds, but uh, anti-anxiety pills and all that yeah. kind of stuff when all she really needed was therapy. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it comes from that stuff that you can't handle the, the yeah. stuff, the, the, the stress of, oh, you know, the world's going to shit. Like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. it, you, in, in all reality, the only thing you can do is take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, like i think that therapy definitely helps you find that path to say all right like i need to take that bucket and literally throw it out the window yeah and just focus on that bucket of the improvements for myself yeah and when she started seeing a therapist and seeing that oh like i don't have to worry about that stuff Mm -hmm. what i really need to do is go inside myself and really find myself and be comfortable with the things that i'm doing in my life and from there, she just found that that inner peace, that inner happiness, and she's just she's doing great now. You know, that's, that's like she great. doesn't have to take medita- medication. She just, she could just chill. She um, there there was like a quite a while where she couldn't go out to the store by herself. Mm-hmm. But you know, like a month ago, she calls me and says, "Oh, I'm here in uh in Lowe's." Mm-hmm. Lowe's. She's like, "Oh yeah, I drove over here. I'm mm-hmm. picking up fertilizer for my bonsai tree." I was like, all right. That's, 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 <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I found these um these uh, orchid flowers. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's cool. She's like, yeah, it's really expensive. But I just picked it up because I wanted it. I'm like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. do that. Like, that's that's the guilty pleasure you want to do. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Do what you want, mom. So, yeah. I mean, you know, some people say that therapy isn't for them. But mm -hmm. I think everybody needs just a little bit of therapy, right? Or yeah, know, a lot of therapy. It just really I, depends on the person. Yeah, it depends on the person. And I think a lot of, um, and um, I would say a lot of uh, in life, it's a lot of times we say, "Oh, this is the problem. This is the problem." But it's right. not about this. It's about that. You know, it's 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 the idea is um, um, we put a lot of value in things that continue to change. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I think introspectively when I was in relationships before, before my wife, I would say I'm only valued if this relationship works. And for me, mm. that can be mm. very toxic because um, it's a team mentality that it is. And like when you have a good family net, it is a team. I may not understand or agree, let's mm. say, with you, Eric, or with Tristan that but at the same time, I value you. Your value doesn't change mm -hmm. whether you make a mistake or not or whatever happens. Right. That's the beauty of support. Unfortunately for us, what we've seen with COVID-19 is that we struggle with support in each mm -hmm. other. We don't know because a lot of things are kind of streamlined to other. We put value on a lot of things that are just mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I think for me, it's not that, you know, um, I like enjoying to connect with people in different facets, understanding different um, train of thoughts, but also understanding that it's okay to not be okay. Uh, understanding mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. in life, it is um, more of a constant journey. I remember this one old, um, uh, I think uh, uh, this lady in church, she said it to me this way. And I, I kind of converted it this way. She said, people are either blessings or lessons. And I think that goes with anything in life. There either something that you're ha very happy to have around. Like a lot of times with friendships, they kind of don't last as long. They kind of run. Right. And like obviously friendships do change, but the value and respect, especially the ones that are healthy, that don't have this expectation that you need to stay static in my life or else. Mm -hmm. Like because honestly, the one constant in life is change. I want to add this one quote. Uh, I don't have it on the screen, but it says, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is a quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. And sometimes mm -hmm. that in recovery or during this COVID-19, it is like that. It is one of those things where we just have to, it, it may, it's, it's a bad day. I, it didn't go well. This ABC didn't work out for me, but I'm in a safe place. I'm in a Mm -hmm. home not a house i'm around people and it's not perfect like my mm -hmm. i look back but one thing that uh, helped me the most was my parents i can never pay them back but that's okay and and, mm -hmm. and letting go of that but understanding that i always will love them i may not understand or agree with them all the time but that is that is the reality of of a community of support it's not about agreeing with each other and being this drones it's about being there Mm -hmm. no matter what is being there and standing for i want to ask you this question that's kind of like we're kind of wrapping up this slot but at the same time is um what has been your experience through this uncertainty uh, we've been kind of loosely talking about the storm and the storm mm -hmm. a lot of times right now is COVID 19 but it's a lot of things it could be 
tensions, you know, you know, obviously there's a lot of polaring, polarizing thoughts. And I look back at um, what I, uh, of life and when there is, whatever it's black and white in life, if I say, Eric, you're wrong, you're so wrong, what does that make me? So right, right? I'm so <laughs> right. So, like, it only divides when you go that route. You know, when you say yeah, someone yeah. is so wrong or I am so right. But what do you, with this uncertainty, despite all that, how have you, what has your experience been? I know you talked about your mom. How mm-hmm. have you been? How did you, how did you manage to help cope through this? Because this is unique for many of us. So, I mean, anything you want to share? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Rob, you know me, man. Like, yeah. I'm a homebody, dude. Like, <laughs> you're a herb, right? I love video games. <laughs> I love chilling. I love eating, like, at home. Yeah. You know, relaxing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, of um just trying to get out like i i, I haven't been going to the gym mm. uh, obviously because of the, yeah. i haven't been going to the gym at all <laughs> in the past year and a half mm. um uh, I, and that used to be kind of like my, my my getaway my uh meditation the time mm. for myself you know being mm. able to get to the next level for you know whatever i'm pushing up or whatever i'm pulling down but like I've just found that there are things that I could do on a daily basis that could be for myself, like, you know, Mm -hmm. taking a drive or just, you know, chilling and playing a video game on my computer. Yeah. And I'm sure that you know that a lot. Like, yeah, you obviously play a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, And I do like it because, like, it's immersive, right? And I'm not saying, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you could tell. And Eric, you know, we're about about the same we're close in age and you could tell with gamers and i'll say this right now of of i would say toxic gamers and the ones that use it when they need it just to kind of breathe you know you could tell the difference and a lot of times it's kind of it's kind of parallels they're usually the ones who say they immediately say oh this game is aimbot this game is this or this game is that (laughs) immediately there's this absolute thinking they never just be you said you know taking a drive I love taking a drive now without my GPS. Mm. Open road mm. mentality yeah, has been gone. Yeah. Like, why do we even <laughs> have signs if we're just going to be like <laughs> wired this destination to that? You know, like, it's just yeah. going to tell me. Yeah. But I remember me and my wife went to um, just west of Tallahassee. There's caves. All right. Mm. And this is how mm. funny this story. I'll share this story and then we'll kind of wrap up. I went there. I was excited. We just, you know, I was like, God, get away. It's just like hermit. I love being a hermit, but you want to get out a little bit. <laughs> we went there. Agree. We yeah. went there. You know, the funny thing is, Eric, forgot our whole suitcase. Everything. <laughs> right? It's raining a little bit. And the funny thing was like, you know what? Joanne, go out inside the room, get our room set up. I went to Walmart and I Walmart it out. I have a lot of FSU <laughs> things now, I guess. Because we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> but the thing is this um it was just like we we laughed we literally laughed when we realized we we left all our luggage like our clothes right <laughs> and that it was and then the next day we were doing something and we went to the caves and i'm like she's like where are we gonna go i'm like i don't know it's gonna drive and that's what we did <laughs> and it was amazing um, that's great man yeah any final thoughts you want to like share with those i know this for me this could be as heavy-handed or not, but simply put, I would say this. 
when I, you know, you know, math, math is the best, right? <laughs> but like the derivative, I look at my emotions, like getting down to the derivative of what I'm really feeling, you know, going mm-hmm. down to the mm-hmm. simplest form you could actually send. So a lot of times when I'm really upset or have complex feelings, or especially I go through mm-hmm. trauma, maybe I don't feel safe. Maybe I feel sad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel alone. And it cannot be not related, you know, um, and it triggers are a big thing, and that's one thing that's being knowing your coping skills, going through therapy. That's why that's why it's good because, at the very least, you go to a therapy and you know that certain things trigger you to work on certain coping right. skills that can help you. Because, you know, you go out, maybe you're with your friends, and then someone says something that you have has nothing related to what happened or an event that happened to you, and it affects you. You know, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to share that, but yeah. Any final thoughts you want to share with anyone? You know, I think we're just like John Lennon, just want to be happy at five years old. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> with that being said, any final thoughts to those listening when it comes to coping this 2020 uncertainty, the storm, embracing it as weird as that sound, but I think um, things are best gone through. Like it's best to go through things straight on versus right through it than around it so any thoughts you would like to say no man like i think that especially around this time uh things aren't going to change overnight right like we're going to be in this type of environment for quite a while Mm -hmm. Uh, even though that the vaccines are coming out and you know Mm -hmm. uh, things are going to get sort of normal but in reality it really isn't going to get back to normal no. We just kind of have to uh, all come together and in, as an individual, you just got to try to find those things to get rid of that, that excess bucket, that bucket that you can't <laughs> control mm-hmm. and try to like just just work on the things that you can work on and mm-hmm. focus through meditation, focus on what you can to find that inner peace that's within yourself and just to think through, uh, like you said, to come down to the dealing with for the day it could be for the day for the hour for for the minute yeah. that you're trying to like solve something right just mm-hmm. get down to it and um you know find out what you could do to get that resolved and uh, i just quickly i, I want to go back to when we were roommates right uh, and this was a this was actually um very very like deeply affected me because i was in the deep state of depression at that yeah. time too Mm. And I think all three of us were when we were in that room. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think having you and Tristan was a was was really kind of kept me at the up and up, kept me at a good level. Yeah, uh, it gave it gave me a good balance between like me um, feeling really bad about my schoolwork, feeling really bad about you know failing and almost getting kicked out, mm. and then just having you guys to come back to and say, hey, you guys want to go get a drink or like, hey. You guys just want to have a random Thursday night party and invite like mad people into the room. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, just yeah. just to have like that outlet, that like happiness and you know, that that really like brought me out and like started pushing me onto like a better, better, you know, mentality. So yeah, it, it was a- it's it, it comes down to that the the, the foundation, right? Like, yeah. I consider you guys family. Yeah. Your family doesn't technically have to be blood, it'd be the people that really, really care for you and really look out for your mental well-being and your physical well-being yeah i think you know um are that that room was a safe place that was what it was it was a safe place and like arguably you know through our introspective maybe not so 
healthy, <laughs> safe ways of doing it. <laughs> I would say, I, I mean, our safe. livers aren't happy about it, but <laughs> but I felt safe. You know, that was yeah. the point. There was no agenda behind it. There was a lot of wounds. There was a lot of pain. I was coming there broken mm -hmm. out of the military. So, like, I, I didn't know what was next. And, you know, one thing I want to say before I, I'll shift over and t tell um, where they could find um, Revive Ministries and everything like that. And I know that you are you starting one. Um, and I'll be putting that in the notes <laughs> um, once you got that all cleared up. But um, what I want to share is. Look at the calendar. And I'll tell you this, it's kind of funny. When you look at the calendar, there's a lot of things marked. It's because we forget a lot. What I want to tell those who are listening, 2020, 20, no, well, this whole COVID-19 is, is very hard in very different ways for everyone. But there's a lot of lessons to be learned, a lot of growth, a lot of healing that we didn't think we needed. So I encourage those who are watching to not just and just say oh this COVID 19 this storm when i say embrace the storm i say remember we a lot of times try to forget the lessons that we learned but i encourage those who are watching to embrace the storm and remembering what we learned i want to share um thank you eric i want to share with those watching reviveministriesfl.com is a website you could go there i'm gonna put um obviously eric's new podcast onto the on the notes so you can check it out but this is goodbye from revive ministry podcast i've been holding on to this quote for a bit it's martin luther king i think it's one of my favorite quotes because it's inspiring in so many different ways and it says this if you can't fly then run if you can't run then walk if you can't walk then crawl but whatever you do you have to keep moving forward till next time Revive Ministries wants to say that despite the challenging times we live in today, we're extremely grateful for all the inspiring stories of hope shared last year. Revive Ministry has ambitious goals for the future. We plan to have a more structured monthly theme and engaging topics that we, ex we are extremely excited about. 92 episodes in, in just over a year, and more already scheduled to be uploaded, your help would be much appreciated. Look at the details of the episode to find out more. And as always, stay safe and thank you for listening.